All right. Welcome to the podcast, Excellence for Every Learner. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Lockinger, and I'm sitting here with my good friend and other host and work colleague as well. Yes. He's, he wears a lot of badges, right? Yes. Around Mr. Ryan Hughes. Ryan, hi. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty well, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't kind of a little bit nervous right now. I know it's weird. It's weird. It's weird to be talking to a microphone mm-hmm. and to each other with yeah. a microphone. Because we, like we talked today, Yeah. earlier today, it wasn't with a microphone. No. No. I did wear earmuffs <laughs> <laughs> to like drown out the noise. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, a bad joke. I thought it was a good joke. I thought it was a great joke. Yeah, I thanks. thought it was hilarious. So this podcast, we're coming to you, um, I was going to say live, but we're not live. Um, we're coming to you from the uh, CoLab at... Mm. Prince Albert Collegiate, which is a high school that both uh, you and I work at. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sitting in this beautiful space, and it's it feels very professional in here right now. Yeah, it feels good. I think the lighting, it's just, uh, it feels like a, a working a working environment. Yeah. It feels good to be in here, but it's relaxed. It's nice, the color, everything like that. So, yeah. Well, this, makes- this space was designed by, you know who? Was it? Alicia Witherspoon? It was Alicia Witherspoon designed this space. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we're in Alicia Witherspoon design space, which is pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah, it's awesome. It's a really nice space to be in. So Yeah. Yep. So check our Instagram page if you are interested in looking at this uh, just a pretty good space as far as um, there's lots of natural elements in it, lots of modern looking furniture, the colors, like Ryan was saying too, whites and blacks. Um just the neutral colors. Uh, yeah, just really, and it's it's just conducive to a lot of different types of learning. And we're setting up here, and we've got just an amazing uh, little setup here with uh, Mr. Johnny Irby, who's doing some work for us. Um, we have, like, cool microphones, and we've got, like, this board that has lots of colors on it. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, kind of it's just kind of a neat way to spend a Wednesday evening. I know, with especially after all the snow, <laughs> and then to be here. And it's now 6 o'clock, and the sun is gone. Right. So it's just a nice, nice relaxed feeling in here right now. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ryan was thinking about doing this podcast for quite a while, hey? Like this is the first one, so if you're listening, you haven't missed anything if this is your first one. You didn't, you didn't miss any podcasts, Ryan. This is the first one. I haven't missed a thing. Um, Ryan, I, I, for me, it was like kind of neat to have a co-host, especially someone that I work with, like a colleague like you. Um, you've got a cool background in history and education yeah yeah you want to hear about that mm. <laughs> yes of course okay, I do. here we go yeah. so um yeah actually you know i was trying to think today how i would address this um i didn't really know if education was what i wanted to get into right when i came out of high school i was working part-time at pv mart of all places there's a product placement <laughs> advert um And I was working there for four years, and my whole plan was to kind of work and save money. What I was saving for, I really did not know. It was all up in the air. And um, I just knew that I liked to talk, and I liked performance. Mm -hmm. And so I I wrote the entrance essay that you do at the U of R. Cool. And I wrote that, and I got accepted. They were promoting the big boom in 2002. They were talking about how the retirement age was... There was going to be a yeah. shortage of teachers, and that was really being promoted at the university. So we, uh, I got in there, and the rest is kind of history. I, I went to a work expo, and um, Mr. Jim Muro was doing 
what we thought were mock interviews. Okay. They were kind of to train us. So we had these big binders that were our portfolios that we had to do for a class. Yeah. And it never got looked at once. Like <laughs> I had three mock interviews and I carried this great big binder around and I, no one even asked to see it. I said, hey, would you, would you like to see my portfolio? No, that's fine. Let's just talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, Jim Miro talked with me and then that was kind of it. And then about maybe five months later, I got a phone call and, and it was a job opening. And so I went from Weyburn, Saskatchewan, drove five hours, came up to PA. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, that's all. And that was, that was your first job was at Vickers, right? First ever job was Vickers and was yeah. there for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years as teacher and then uh, two years as vice principal. Right. Then I moved over to Westview and became vice principal there for two years. And I kind of missed the teaching aspect. Right. Um, I enjoyed it, Ben, but I, I did miss that one-on-one, -on -one, the relationships in the classroom, and which I didn't. When I went into admin, I was needing something different. Right. I was needed something in my career in that eighth year to kind of challenge me. So I was advised to maybe try admin. And then I realized, wow, I, I really like the teaching aspect and the environment in a classroom. So right. I went back and I came to Pacey and I taught at the Eagle's Nest class. Right. And then after that, um, there was an opening upstairs and I've been at Pacey for now seven years. So. That, and it's, and we're very grateful to have Ryan here. Uh, for anyone that knows Ryan too, if you're listening to this, like when he's talking about the connection with kids, I don't, I like, I honestly think, um, especially in the performing arts, right? Like the ability that people in the performing arts, drama teachers or dance teachers or visual arts teachers, I mean, you're taking these students. And I remember having a, a chat with David Zolkowski from Carleton about this too, right? Like, it's just what a good drama teacher does and what you do so, so, so well is you take these kids and, and for us, and, and when we're coming from Prince Albert, right? And we work with a lot of students who, who maybe choose to come to our school because they, they like a bit of a smaller place they like yeah. and and for these kids to just see these kids on stage and to see what you can bring out of them yeah. um, it's just amazing it's so neat to watch and it does start with that initial relationship like it it um it can be a really easy class when you have the right dynamics mm -hmm. um, i've had classes where in the first week we could do monologues right and they were just ready to go Right. Um, and then you'll have classes where you've got to build up to that. You've got to go with nonverbal games. You have to do a lot of role play, like as the teacher in role. So I will do a lot of drama games with them to kind of help the stories move forward. And they gain a little bit of confidence in doing that. And, and a lot of adaptation so that they feel comfortable. So an example, we did monologues last week and some of the students didn't want to do it for the whole class. They're just not there yet. Right. Comfort-wise and confidence-wise. So I said, well, an option is we can close the curtains halfway on the stage. We'll put the lights on, and you will be behind the curtain. I'll be behind the other curtain. And you're still on the stage. People can still hear you, but you don't see them, and they don't see you. Right. And it was amazing, actually, to see just at least everyone in the class did it that way. That's And that was like that just happened because of experience it was yeah. like i need to find other options or else this isn't going to work for these students and and it was successful which was awesome 
And I th- for you, that's the other thing too that I admire about you a lot too. Is that you celebrate? You always celebrate those little victories. Yeah, well, like, it's sometimes <laughs> all you have, right? It's like um, for some of these students in grade nine last year, they would not have they would not have talked like COVID, those restrictions, the restrictions at the start of 2020 year, the students were in a, I mean, in a tough place, like starting school, not having been there for right. six months. And and so to put them up onto a stage, it was tough for right. them to even open to each other. So for them to go into grade 10 this year, just for them to feel comfortable to at least talk to me in a setting as a character was big. And so I have to take that into consideration or else it's not fair to the student. So it's growth. But okay. So I'm just, I'm sitting here and like, (coughs) honestly, I'm going to like, for those of you who know Ryan and and anyone that's like, you're, you, you could have the stature of an intimidating guy. Yeah. Right. But what are the things that you're like, what would you say you're really conscious of when you're forming those relationships? Um, yeah, for me and, and a lot of, like, I, I guess management kind of comes a little bit easier for me. There's um, a little bit of presence that's there ahead. Like, and I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's just a proven, I've been told this, yeah. by, even by the students. So there's yeah. a presence there. So at that point, you have a little bit of strength. Um, you have a little bit of um, um, management control. So mm-hmm. at that point, you can talk to the students in a way to get them to listen and invite them in. And it's just about letting them know that they're safe in that room. Everyone's yeah. in the same boat. You can't look silly because everyone's doing the same thing. And so, yeah, honestly, it's just about humor for me. It's about breaking the ice. It's about putting myself into a position where I'm vulnerable too. Right. And once they see that vulnerabil- vulnerability for me then I think they are okay taking the risks. Right. And once they see that they can laugh at each other, or not at each other, but with each other, right. they, they begin to, that layer and that ice begins to break a little bit. So it's hard to say. Every year is different. And know, you've got right? to really, you've got to do different tasks just to see who you have. Right. And if they're okay with certain things, then you know you can go to the next level. But yeah, it's... Sometimes a challenge, which is kind of fun too. But you know your content area, and, and, and I've said this before too, like I've if sometimes, like I'm, I'm the principal with Ryan. So sometimes I think there's been a f- couple of times where I had to just step in and cover off Ryan for, you know, this, that, or the other thing, right? And the guy is so organized and probably one of the more organized people that I've ever worked with too. So I think that probably really speaks to the ability to form that relationship, having that real clear why and direction, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's come with some experience too because that knowing what I want to do and knowing how I have to do it, but I'm always revamping things. Like each year to the next, there's something new. Cool. I I think I have to for my mind anyway. It's like I don't want to – I had a teacher in Weyburn who used the same geotrig test every year for about five years. So students started to find those tests. (laughs) And so they'd start to not study the material. They'd start to memorize the tests. And then you get to the final exam and you'd bomb it. Right, right. And so I didn't want to become that. I think that was from my experience. It's like I need this to be just as exciting for me every time I teach it 
or else it's going to become mundane and it's just going through the motions. And, and in drama, you can't. You have to be on. And I think any ELA teachers are the same. I mean, I think any teacher, you have to be on or else right. it's not fun for you. Well, you know? but I think that's like <laughs> anything, right? Like if you're not having, like it's okay to have fun. Like yeah. you should be having fun. You should be enjoying your, your job. Like I, I, there's, I've heard this as a saying before. Like there's, there's other ways that you can, you don't have to teach, mm. right? And if you don't enjoy it, right? Like, yeah. and, and you should be having fun. You should be like exp- the best classes are when you're exploring things together with the class, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I think that th- that's just great. Like if you're doing a novel study and you, you're, you know, this is, you know, whether you're doing a novel study or whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. And it's new to me at the same time. And I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed about it. I'm excited yeah. about it. And the yeah. kids feed off that, right? That and excitement. It, it is fun with the improv games in drama because you can play the same improv games every year, but it's always going to be different because of the students you have. And that's actually a lot of fun to see. Some students uh, from grade nine last year, I said, I think you should take drama. I think your strengths and skills would be great. Sure. And why not earn a credit at something you're good at? Right. And so a couple of students have just been like knocking it out of the park this year just because they have a confidence in themselves already. And that's so cool to be able to say to them, you're going to get a credit because of this transferable skill that right. you have. Right. And, but for me personally, I can play all these games with them, these imp- improvisational games, and it's different every time because every student does it differently, mm-hmm. which is rewarding. It's kind of neat to see them do it. But with, with the group I have currently, they're, they're quiet. And so I've adapted a little bit more script writing. So, but man, the writing that they, like the talent that's in the imaginations, it's like, okay, so these yeah. aren't the actors. These are the screenwriters. So I have to treat it as if, okay, you're playwrights. So you're still meeting outcomes, but it's maybe not a performance one, but we can still meet some outcomes regardless. So it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's just, that's, that's just so great to hear. Well, you got right? to meet their needs, right? You're meeting their needs, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of new for us doing this. <laughs> and I, and, and um, I was trying to think of how I would like segue. Um, we're pretty much the same age, right? Yeah. Okay. And so we've come up, in SRSD pretty much year for year, the same amount of time. Yeah. I, th- I think you got it one year more than me. Okay. I think. I don't know. But I started in 2002. I started in 2002. Two? So also. He, so I started in 2002 <laughs> as well. Okay. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So we've like come up, like we've got 19 to 20 years in. Yes. But the, th- the cool thing about, like, this podcast, the idea I was thinking about, we're going to get to talk to teachers that people know their names, but they don't really know them. And I find that happens with a lot of teachers, even in the same building. Right. I know their skills. I know who they are as a professional. But I don't go up to them and say, hey, where were you born? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, what did you do in high school? What's yeah. your favorite? Like, did you listen to Informer by Snow? Right. Like, did you like that kind of music? So this kind of like puts not just a face to a name. Well, they won't see their faces because it's a podcast. But um, I like that we're getting to know these great, talented people in our division. Right. So I think it's great that we're getting a chance to do this. So I, I don't know, like, some of your history. Like No one does. When I... <laughs> 
That's the mystique of teachers, yeah. though. Yeah. When a kid yeah. sees us in the superstore, in like superstore right. or Walmart, they look at us as if, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you, wait, you leave the school? I remember I had a kid who was like eight years old look at me at a ball diamond. I just, what? And he's like, what? And the mom had to be like, get away from that guy. I was like, it's, it's me. It's me, Mr. Hughes. And, like, they couldn't fathom the idea, that separation. So there is a mystique with teachers for even the students. There is. But I'd like to know a little bit about Dave Lockinger, the man, the myth, the Dave Lockinger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, not too much to know. I mean, like we said, right? Like, we're about the same. So I started, so I think, yeah, I taught overseas for a year. So I started off my career teaching in Taiwan and I was, I was on, I was on a, it was a different time in my life. <laughs> it was quite interesting. Um, and then I was, I was on my way to teach in either Japan or Australia, anywhere but Prince Albert. Really? Yeah. And uh, I stopped off and it was actually, um, I subbed at Queen Mary and Alan Nunn came in to the gym as I was subbing there and uh, said, I need to talk to you at the end of the day. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my, uh, here we go. And uh, so he says, I, I really hope that you're going to teach in this division. I really hope you put your, your name in the ring, this kind of thing. And actually I was supposed to, and then I interviewed for a job at Vickers, oh, really? which I thought I was going to get. I thought I was a shoo-in for it. And then I found out that some football guy from Weyburn <laughs> got the job. And anyway, it worked out beautifully. That's kind of a, that's a weird connection though, right? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah it, was either you, it was either you or it was Trevor Kutnikoff that got the job. And Je well, actually, Trevor was one year ahead of me. He took a temp. And I don't really know too much about, uh, like I don't yeah. know too much about his, but I know that he was there before me. So that's so, really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, so then I started <laughs> at Red Wing. Right. So, um, they, uh, Jim, you offered me a job and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to take this. I want to kind of go, I still want to see the world. I had a lot of fun traveling, but at the same time I was like, I, I, I really loved teaching so much. Like I just, I really, really loved it. And I didn't find, and then when I was thinking about it, I really didn't have a great experience teaching overseas because I couldn't connect to the kids. So like in Taiwan, for example, um, I cruised around on my scooter um, and go from school to school to school. And probably in a day I would teach, you know, I'm just thinking about this elementary school that I would be teaching at. And it was fantastic. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and the kids all in little uniforms and like kids are like 55 kids that don't speak any English. And I'm just going like, Hey, Hey, ah, B, 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 B. And I'm just like putting on this show. Like you wouldn't believe I'm sweat pouring down. And then it's like, and at the end of the class, you'd be like, thank you. Good night. I'll be, you know, see you next, <laughs> see you next week. Right. And then you move on to the next one and the next one. And then you're, you're stopping off at KFC, having some food on the way over to your next gig, teaching until nine o'clock at night, teaching so much, so much, but not getting to know anyone. And uh, I think because of the language barrier, I really miss that. And that's why I got into teaching, right? It's so I can get to know these kids. So I go over and uh, I, I get my first job. And my dad's like, well, you know, talking to my dad. And he says, well, do a year, right? What's that going to hurt? And, and I just fall in love with these kids at, at Red Wing. Like, I just absolutely fall in love with the job, fall in love with everything. I just, and then from there, I moved over to Queen Mary. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I taught grade eight at Queen Mary, and then I got into admin, and then from there it was Meath Park, and then Meath Park Christopher Lake, principalship at Christopher Lake, and then I got a real shock when that was like, hey, we'd like you to go be vice principal at Carleton, and I am not a high school guy. I was never, like, I'm maybe grade eight is is yeah. a push for me, right? So high school, and, and I'd never look back, and then from Carleton over to PA Collegiate right here, right? So, yeah, yeah that's my... That's my history. Um, uh-huh. Been in a lot of schools, um, and I've seen a lot of like just awesome things happening. And I think that's I think that's maybe what drew me to this podcast a little bit is just being in such different places. And when you do go to a different school, you're like, oh, you know who you should talk to mm-hmm. is this person. Yeah. And so that's what was really interesting to me about you know, maybe doing this podcast and and getting to talk to teachers from different schools, and especially teachers that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always find that the best PDs are the ones where you network and you get a chance to just talk with teachers from other schools. Right. So this is kind of that opportunity, and I that's what kind of I said yes right away when you asked to do this. It was like, we're going to talk to some really talented professional specialists. Right. And they've, you know, they might be teaching math, but they have this other side to them that is so amazing to hear about like right just outdoor education and just knowledge about different things but like they might be what we would call your phys ed teacher but they have all these other skills yeah which is it, it, you always would hear it it's like um a math teacher you wouldn't expect can draw right right that was back when i was growing up it's like well the math teacher knows numbers right they, they don't do anything else and now it's like no teachers are so well-rounded they they almost have to be Right, because our our students are so well rounded. Well, and we all come so, from such cool backgrounds too, right? Like such like such, and we have these these hobbies and these like how many like you, you end up talking to a teacher and they're like, oh yeah, I, I play in like three bands. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't even know yeah. you could play the guitar. I didn't know like I didn't. What do you do? Well, yeah. oh well, I was actually I'm actually a a trained opera singer. You know, like it's yeah. just so many things. We have such a dynamic group of individuals that, that are in this division. And I think this is just such a good way to, to celebrate that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've actually been thinking about this for quite a while. Um, and uh, about this whole concept. And then in, during COVID, I, you know, I found teachers really started taking on their social media. Right. So mm-hmm. like you're on Instagram or you're on Twitter or whatever, and just the depth of, of, of things that are there. But, for me personally, I mean, I got this thing where I don't know, it's just how my brain works, but like the whole concept of infinity or an infinite amount of information, it just, it just really kind of sends me into a tailspin. So I, for me, I thought like this is completely a self-serving project in that we can celebrate, get some good nuggets of information, find out what good people are doing, have some kind of ongoing professional development with people within our division. Yeah. And not have to deal with that sifting and sifting and sifting of how much information are we looking at, right? So I think that's, if that makes sense, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when COVID hit, we immediately had to find ways to adapt. Right. And so Instagram was one of ours here at Pacey, um, where we just started a completely professional Instagram accounts, and that's yeah. where we would, I think it was because we couldn't do bulletin boards and we couldn't have announcements. Right. And we we like to show off like teachers like to yeah. show off their students work. So I yeah. think that became our platform to be like, you know, you may not be in the building, but man, are we proud of you? Right. And that's, I mean, you look at our numbers now, yeah. I th- that engagement, I think online 
encourages people to, okay, this is good. I'm coming back. Right. You know, and right. so <clears throat> it's been, social media is like the tab. It was kind of taboo at first. How much do we do? Right. How much do we post? How much do we communicate? Right. And then you realize like we need these tools because that's what the kids and students are using. I say kids, but students yeah. are using. Yeah. And so it became a really great communication tool. Right. And it also for parents, I think I had conversations with parents through direct messaging. Um and thank goodness for that, or else we would have lost connection with a few of them. So 100%. I think that social media became a really good device for us. But now that they're back, I'll be honest, I, I don't touch it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I'm a bullet, bulletin board guy because right. I'm an elementary guy too. I'm K to five educated. <laughs> and I think I've spent one year, I, I taught a grade five art. The rest has been grade eight, just like yourself. And yeah. then high school. Um, so, but you can't take the elementary teacher out of the teacher. So you that can't. those bulletin boards, it's such a display for those ki- for the students to see their stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I find that I've gone away from that social media, but it's still a powerful tool. I think so for too. Us. Yeah, I think so too. I I really do. I really do. So we've got a pretty interesting. So we're doing this in five i guess we're, we're going to call them each a season a segment of five folks so we've got a lot of really interesting things that are going to be coming at people um this this block here so we've got a um we're going to have a couple of specialists in you know talking about you know just what we're talking about right now right so talking about connecting uh to students online um just some of the strategies for some of our teachers down at the distance learning center we've got Adie shank who's going to be on our, our our show uh next week who's going to be doing some 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 talking about creating those safe spaces and what you can do in your classroom. Um, so we've also got Trish Decision who's coming in. So she's going to be talking about uh, from an, from a following their voices perspective and, and bringing just kind of that great Trisha energy. So I think we've got some fantastic things that are coming up. Um, and always like as always, always interested in getting more and more and more people that are interested in mm-hmm. this. So I think it's really important that if you are listening and uh, you don't know Ryan or I, that does not mean that we would not want you as a, on a oh, guest. Exactly. We want we actually we want you as a guest on our show. So. I think there's going to be a safe environment here because, like you say, those few names, and they are so behind the scenes and the backbone of, of certain initiatives happening. Right, right. We can bring them to the forefront and, like, actually get to know them. And I, and I like that. Yeah. Like, that's really yeah. important. For an FTV, we're all getting to know this program. Right. I'd like to know right. Trish. Yeah. I, I'd like to know, like, what's her stance and, and a little bit of her professional right background, on. too. Yeah. So. And yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah. this, is, this I'm is excited for fun. this too. So yeah, so thinking about this podcast and thinking about everything, and I have to do. I do have to say, right? Like, um, I'm really excited about. Uh, so when I first was talking to, I emailed Robert Bradfield, who's our director. For those of you who don't, who might not be from our division, so I emailed the director Robert Bradfield, and I say, hey, I've got this idea. You know, what do you think? And uh, he comes into my office probably about two weeks later. It was after, after startup. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be by your school. And can you come into the office? And he comes in and he says like, okay, so what's the idea? And I didn't tell him what the idea was, um, like in the email. Um, so he comes into my office and I say like, this is what we want to do. This is not a promotional rah, rah, rah. This is just, uh, we've got great people doing great things in our division. I think this is a way that we can, um, you know, have some ongoing PD while you're driving to, you know, spruce home or you're driving to meath park or whatever right and he just right away 
absolutely you go for it and i think that like as far as leadership that just really that's that's awesome right that when like that's to me what good leaders do right yeah. like we if we we don't stifle we we encourage and we don't have to know what's going on yeah. we just have to trust that this is where our heart is and yeah. if someone's really in it it's going to be fantastic you take a risk right you know and right. that's how you get the rewards yeah yeah so yeah i was pretty excited it was like when you said about a podcast i was thinking like you mean really like a podcast yeah and um so it was interesting that whole dynamic and i couldn't wrap my head around it at first but then all of a sudden i see the emails like this is going to happen and all of a sudden we have the equipment around it's like oh man like this will be cool i think this is a really good idea it's one of those things where you can you can actually get this out to a bunch of people Right. A bunch more than I think we actually probably have in our head. Right. This could actually, you know, people will learn a lot from this. I hope so. Well, I, I hope I learn lots because mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, that's, that's basically it. Right. So yeah. I think that we, I think that we will, and I think we'll get a bunch of, I hope we get a bunch of great people in and I hope that this really continues to be something that people can listen to. Yeah. And I think that it can serve, um, you know, first of all, honor um, and, the, the folks that just do really a, a, a dynamite job and, and it's a hard job. Yep. Like it's really difficult um, and we can honor them. And uh, at the same time, I think if we can learn something and I think like if we can take just one nugget right back, like yep. perfect, great. Yeah. So I think that's, that's it. That's episode one. Well, this has been awesome. The, I want to thank you. Uh, for looking directly at me <laughs> while while we've talked with microphones near our mouths. Yes, this, yes. Is, this has been and not looked away. Yeah, that's right? hard for me, right? <laughs> if you know me, that's one thing I, I I avert eye contact. And I do have a great face for podcasts, is what I've been told. My mom told me that right before this. She said, "You know, maybe you should do podcasts." <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay. Well, well, that's, that's all we have right now for the, the podcast. This was episode one of Excellence for Every Learner. I'm your host, Dave Lockinger, as always as my host, as the other host, Ryan Hughes. And uh, thank you very much. Stay tuned to episode two, which is going to be creating safe spaces. And we're going to be, hey, we're with 80 Shank, and that's always a good time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.